0: Hey, it's the House Maven. Are you on Clubhouse? I just started a new club, surprisingly called Talking Home Renovations, and I'm going to have a room every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, where we can talk live. So join the club and join me on Saturdays. I can't wait. Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I'm an architect and I practice in Eastern Massachusetts mostly on renovations and additions to existing homes. I started this podcast as a way for homeowners to learn everything they could about home renovations and now I interview other architects, contractors, vendors, homeowners about their home renovations and experts. And today is one of the expert episodes where Cindy Gellermini has joined me. She is a paint expert. She's known as the paint diva of New Jersey. She is a color consultant and Benjamin Moore color expert with 30 years in the interior design world. She painted murals and faux finishes in the 90s and early 2000s. Then in 2005, she hung up her brushes to become an in-store designer in a paint store where she found her niche and became an expert in her field. She was featured on Benjamin Moore's website as one of their color experts. She has worked with thousands of buyers and sellers, does staging, and sold real estate for five years. Her book on how to choose paint and paint colors should be released this fall. The Paint Diva of New Jersey. I'm surprised that name wasn't already taken. That seems like a pretty good title. Well, it
1: was. It was taken by a guy in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Really, but I think did garage doors or or something. It was odd, but when I when I looked it up to get the website, the paint diva was taken, so I just added the NJ for New Jersey. So yeah. So you're a color consultant. Yes. Yeah, that's what I do. I I worked in a Benjamin Moore store for 11 years, um, and so I built up clientele from being there, Um, and people would start hiring me to just to come to their house and help them do their paint colors and just kept going from there that's that's what I do people hire me to come to their house and I help them choose their colors and because it's they always say this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be yeah Um, and they call me in crisis you know like oh the painter's coming tomorrow and I don't have my colors and I don't know what I'm doing you know I didn't think it was going to be this hard so they call me in a panic and uh and I I, in the beginning I used to complain that people were you know unorganized and then I realized no you know what that's why you have a job so (laughs) So exactly how do you help them pick the paint? Do they already have options and you just. Um, I look at their home. I look at their stuff. I look at their, I usually start in the kitchen um, and I go in there and I look at the color of their cabinets, their backsplash, their countertop. Um, And it's usually, there's a certain style. Uh, I went to a house today and I call her kitchen uh, is from the Tuscan era. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with all the tumbled marble and the granite, and uh, uh, and she literally had cookbooks from Tuscany, and you know, and cucina up on the wall, you know. Okay, so she's <laughs> really going for it. Uh huh. And houses like that are a lot of warm colors, usually golds and olive greens, and it's usually the gold, green, red. Era and a lot of warm beiges and it's been 10 years since they painted and it's time to paint again and they want to freshen it up but I still have to pick a color that goes with their stuff right almost everybody that I work for wants neutrals 95% of them all want gray Mm. so what I do is I start and I've been doing this over the past year or so I start with a really fast color lesson and I show them the grays and I start with the historical colors by Benjamin Moore. Okay, mm-hmm. they're all on one strip. And I show them the top three, Coventry, Stonington Grey, Wickham Grey. I said these are cool grays. They're silvery. They lean toward being a little on the blue side. The ones underneath them, Revere Pewter, Edgecombe Grey. I said, these are warm grays. And everybody knows Revere Pewter. They've seen it online. They, they probably have it in their house somewhere. Because people think they can't see the difference in the colors. They think they all look the same. So when I put them next to each other and I start to show them the difference, then they start to understand. Then the next thing I do is I move over to the classic colors and I have it narrowed down to about six strips that have grays on them. And I tell them, look, these are the grays. Anything beyond this is going to be blue, green, purple, whatever. These are the grays. Okay. And I'll show them there's one strip in the middle that is cool gray. Okay, it has horizon in it and gray husky. And I say, this one looks a lot like those cool grays in the historical colors. And I show them, they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Those are all the same, right? Then I'll show them the other ones. I said, these are warmer grays, but they're not as warm as Revere Pewter. And I get that down to kind of those three strips. And that is sort of the point where we always end up is right in that range. So Hmm. one has, it's Balboa mist, shoreline on the other one, Nimbus on the other one. That's interesting.
0: Why is everyone going for grays these days, do you think?
1: I Because everybody does what everybody else does. Oh. I think it starts with girls in middle school. They just start copying their <laughs> friends. <laughs> um, and that's just what is in and that's what they... And I think a lot of it has to do with people are afraid of color. Mm. And now people are, will say to me, oh, well, I heard a gray is going out. And I'm like, well, it's not really, but I'm not doing the deeper, darker grays anymore. I'm moving toward more of the off whites. I use the light, just the lighter ones. And I find that the, the grays, that are a little bit warmer, tend to match a lot of stuff that's out there. So, for instance, I have people that they just bought a new house Where I live in New Jersey, it's right on the train line to New York City. A lot of people left New York and they all are moving out here and they buy a new house and they want to paint the whole place and do the floors before they move in. But they don't have furniture yet. Right. So I tend to stick to my tried and true colors that I use every day. In those situations, because I've seen enough couches and furniture and window treatments and things that I tend to keep using the same colors over and over again because they go with a lot that's out there. Right. So I'll use those. And then this way I'll tell them, look, when you go out and buy furniture, you're not going to have any trouble finding something to match your paint colors. Okay. Uh, That makes sense. I prefer to go the other way around. I prefer them to have furniture first, but that doesn't always happen, you Mm. know, especially now after COVID, you know, it takes people six months just to get a couch. Yeah, that's true. Eggs, so. that, is, that is true. <laughs> thats true That's not a problem. Um, and in a kitchen, so like for instance, today I went to this Tuscan kitchen. She has tumbled marble and granite, and her walls are are gold. There's are sort of a they're a beige that has a lot of gold and with a greenish undertone to it. And she wants something new, so but she still likes warm colors. So I'm still going to choose a neutral for her. I'm going to try to make it a little bit grayer so it looks like a newer version because the color she has on the, on the walls now, I know right away it's from 12 years ago. It's just outdated.
0: Mm.
1: And grayer colors are more updated, but I'm going to help her find more of a, a grayish, grayish. That, looks, that goes well with her stuff. And most granite has beige and gray in it. True. So, true. so those grayish colors... Greyish.
0: Um, they which, they which, work well. Which shades are? Would you say are greyish?
1: Well, Revere Pewter is a greyish, but it's um it's usually too dark and has a slightly greenish undertone to it. So I actually don't use it that often. Mm. Um, the one next to it, the Edgecomb Grey, is a little bit lighter. I use that more often. But for a lot of people, it's too beige. So here's the difference. This is what I told her. When I do new construction homes. Everything is cool gray, cool grays and whites, right? The, the, the tumbled marble is very cool gray with the white um, and brand new furniture. Everything is going to be cool gray. So those cool gray colors work in when everything is new. But if your house is not new and you still have your older furniture and you just want to make everything look a little more updated, then you use the warm grays because they go better with all those warmer, more beigey tones. Interesting. And a lot of people are uh, painting their kitchen cabinets now yeah well.
0: yeah i just painted it's mine did you yeah well i didn't do it myself i actually hired
1: somebody this but, time to do it yeah. so it
0: looks really pretty good but
1: yeah um so that's a big thing that comes up as well people will ask me do you think it's worth painting the cabinets or not you know are people doing colors on the cabinets or also gray? well and that's the thing i love colored cabinets but it's a hard sell for me <laughs> yeah. most people just want the all-white kitchen because it's safe Mm. Uh, And that's what they've seen a million times. And that's what they want. It it depends on the on the client. If it's a young family with three kids under the age of five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I usually try to talk them out of doing the all white, especially if they have tumbled marble and granite that and there's no white in the granite white is just too stark white. It just doesn't look right. Unless you're going to change your countertop and your backsplash white just doesn't work. You really want more of an off white. Mm. Um, So I usually have them do an off white that has a like a gray undertone because, and I say this every day, a million times, fingerprints and scuff marks are gray and Mm. it hides a multitude of sins so even if you and and it's always the young moms that want all white walls, all white kitchen and they have like two little kids and a dog, I'm like, "You're crazy." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those walls are going to be filthy really soon. So I usually try to get them to do an off-white that has a little bit of a gray undertone just enough just to hide the fingerprints and the dirt everywhere. And I'll tell you one of my favorite ones, it's called Silver Satin. It's um if you look in the off-whites by Benjamin Moore, there's everything has something in it. It's a little yellow, a little peach, a little pink, a little green, a little something in all of the off whites. Right. Hmm. But there's one strip where that horizon is on and that's, that's cool grays, uh, the silvery ones, but they can turn baby blue sometimes. And then you've got your warmer grays that has Balboa mist, Collingwood, classic gray, and then silver satin is on that one. And it does not have yellow undertones to it it's just a nice clean neutral it's very nondescript like you're not going to walk in there and say oh that's a gray room you kind of can't tell so that's that's uh that's one of my favorites
0: so it's interesting you say that it turns blue because i we just yeah you know, as i said painted our kitchen and that was like our big move right we we're going to paint the, so we, we painted the cabinets blue and of course i can't remember what shade of blue without mm-hmm. looking it up and then we painted the walls gray Mm-hmm. But they absolutely look light blue. Right. Because it's probably a
1: silvery gray. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's like definitely light blue. Everybody would swear up and down it was light blue. And then the can was there. So I looked at the can and it was whatever gray it was. Right. And on yes. the can it looked gray. But on my walls. I mean, I you know, the thing is, like I am an architect. So I kind of right i'm aware i know that right well the colors look different depending on you know where you put it but i am shocked i'm going to
1: tell you there's two there's two reasons why that happens one and this is why it's really important to to look at your stuff and match your stuff if you have really warm backsplash and you try to put a silvery gray next to it the warm tones are going to make that silver look more blue okay it depends on what it's next to Right. And the other thing that I learned from working on my book on how to choose paint colors, I worked on it with a photographer slash graphic designer, and he taught me that daylight is blue. It's it's cool. So if you can. I always knew this, that your light bulbs will be you know warm. Some sometimes it's a little yellowy, a little peachy. Right. But if you take that color, even a warm gray, if you bring it over to the window and you it looks completely different and it'll turn blue or purple because of the daylight. Daylight's very cool. So it depends on your light. Yeah. And it's going to look different in the daytime and the nighttime. Yep, and That's true. You know,
0: it's just a lot cheerier than I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. Yeah. Go for mm-hmm. cheery.
1: I mean, it's, yeah. it's done. If you have, what does your floor look like? Is it hardwood? It, Is it tile? Or yeah.
0: It's just a hardwood floor. That was golden Oak. I think was what we decided to go with on that just so mm-hmm. just to match the rest of the house. Yeah. So, yeah, but our cabinets are um, pretty, pretty deep blue. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, I don't know. But anyway, I'm just going for it. But I was, I was, I'm just embarrassed at how surprised I was that it looked like it was blue. Because I should have known yeah, better. Yeah, to... sometimes you just don't
1: know until it goes up.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. So generally, I, I also heard blue cabinets are out now. Uh, not that I really care. Well, out now? Well, <laughs> so that's what someone told me. But, I mean, I just like them, so I painted it. They were green yeah. and I painted them blue and I like them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if we go to sell our house pretty soon, maybe people will be afraid of our kitchen. I don't know. I don't really care. They can do what they want after I leave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, well, you painted the cabinets. It's not like you ripped it out and put in a whole new $100,000 kitchen. So it's I like, did not. Oh, yeah. 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 So I wouldn't worry. No, I'm not that worried. Yeah. And that's funny that somebody's saying blue kitchens are out because I haven't even gotten anybody to do blue kitchens yet. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Still in the white kitchen, still in the white kitchen phase. Occasionally I've done navy blue on the bottom, white on the top. Uh, Blue, I can talk people into doing in a bathroom, maybe in a laundry room, Mm. you know, because it's one cabinet. It's not the whole kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, but, you know, I feel like here's the thing. I have two different discussions with people. If you're going to sell your house, then we're going to choose colors that are going to appeal to your buyer. Mm. If it's for you, then you do what you want.
0: Yeah. Well, it is just paint, but it's not, it's not Mm -hmm. free to paint your house over again, the interior of your house, you know? So Mm -mm. how did you become a color expert? You used to be a painter of murals and that sort of thing. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, I painted murals. I started when my kids were little, I painted murals in their rooms and murals at, at my work. And, and then I had a baby and then it became a job. I didn't go back to work. I, I decided to, and I and I had my fourth child and I had a child with special needs and I, I needed to be home uh, at three o'clock when everybody got home from school. So I started um, painting murals for other people and an interior designer, our kids played together and she came over to my house one day and she hired me to do a job. And then she started asking me to do faux finishes and and, uh, you know, remember the 90s and the foes? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the sponging, the glazing, the stenciling, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I did it for 10 years and I knew that the faux finishes were going out of style. I never really liked doing them anyway. I did them because it paid the bills, you know. And a lot of people in new construction homes with 24 foot ceilings would ask me to do a faux in the foyer. And I was up 20 feet up on a ladder and I almost fell off one day. And I said, that's it. I'm done. Not doing this anymore. Uh, And I was working with a friend at the time and I just told her, I said, it's all yours. You take it. And then I walked into the paint store to get paint to do a project in my own house Uh, See, I never paid a painter. I always painted my own house. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's if I mess up, it's only the cost of a can of paint. Right. Right. Um, And I walked in there and he knew me because I did murals for all of his kids. And he says, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you just walked in here. I need someone to come in here and help women choose paint colors all day because one of his competitors had hired a designer to -hmm. work in the store. So now he needed someone. and And he said, will you come work for me and help people choose their paint colors all day? I'm like, sure i don't have to carry paint cans anymore or ladders or any of that all i have to do is choose a color sure why not um so i did and i developed the the paint department and he had two other stores and he hired people to work at the other stores i trained them and they they went off and i just sort of developed this position as a color consultant um and there was really nobody else out there that was doing it and um i just was good at it because I had already been working with paint. You know, when I paint, painted walls, see the, the difference between an artist painting on a canvas is they use art, you know, oils and acrylics and things. I always used regular wall paint. You know, I used to, would use Benjamin Moore or whatever on the wall. So so I, I knew the colors and I'd already watered them down. I knew what happened to the colors. So it was pretty easy. And I just started developing methods to do it. Like I started giving the same speeches over and over again um, and I just, I just started to realize, like, I w- if somebody came in and said, oh, well, "I want to pick a color for my living room," well, I need tell me about your living room. Everyone's living room doesn't look exactly the same, so I would just ask them questions. Well, what color is your couch? Do you have an area rug? Like, do you have pillows? Like, do you, is there a fireplace? Is there? Is it brick or is it, you know, is is it marble? Whatever. And I'd start getting sort of a mental picture, and then I started getting smarter. And then I would tell people, "Bring me a cushion off the couch." because oh, someone yeah. would say oh my couch is beige well okay but there's different shades of beige right so i'd say bring me a cushion off the couch bring me a pillow bring me a pillowcase off of the off of your bed you know people literally rolled up their area rugs and stuck them in the trunk of the car it <laughs> would have me come. but it but it, it was so much quicker and easier if i could just see what was what they had in the house and I would just help them, you know, choose the best color. And and I would look at the beiges and I'd say, this one's too green. This one's too pink. This one's a little purple. It's, this one's perfect. And I would immediately pull them away. And I was pulling away all the confusion. And I'd get it down to one or two chips. And I'd say, okay, which one do you like? The lighter one or the darker one? They're like, oh, my God. I can't believe you just made that so easy. I'm like, I know. You were driving yourself crazy for no reason. But... Without the cushion, I I would have to make an educated guess. Right. I'm like, well, I'll give you about six different beiges to take home, see if any of these work, and if not, bring it back to me. Yeah, um, But also, that's how I learned, too, where people would come back and say, this, this color turned peach in my house. I'm like, okay, well, it's got to be something with the light bulbs, you know, what's going on, and then I'd learn how to fix it. Um, I would have like a a warm beige and it would turn yellow in somebody's house. In, in a lot of houses, it would turn yellow. So then I learned, okay, that's how you get a nice, soft yellow. What you really want is a beige with yellow undertones. Mm-hmm. You don't want, you don't go to the yellow section and choose because even the lightest yellow on that strip is still too yellow. Interesting. Yeah. And A, a woman walked in one day and she says, oh, I wanted a soft buttery yellow. And it looked, looks like somebody threw up lemons all over my walls. What's oh. the problem? And I said, what color did you pick? Yeah, that's why, because she went to just the lightest yellow. And I'm like, no, you have to add beige to tone that down. And then the same thing, like with your kitchen, a lot of silvery grays were turning blue. So I learned, OK, if I want a really soft blue, what I really want is a silvery gray. So that's how you tone blue down is by adding gray. Hmm. So, and yeah, it, makes sense. it was all just sort of trial and error. It was I mean, I work with thousands of people. So after a while, you start to say, hey, hmm.
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, starting it, to see patterns here. Yellows are really, really hard, you know, especially when you see the outside um, exterior yellows on some mm-hmm. houses. You're like, whoa, yeah. that was the wrong color yellow for you to paint yeah. that house.
1: Yes. So anything that says bisque or buff in the name is a beige with yellow undertones to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of start there unless you want really want a yellow, yellow. And then for exteriors, I, there's a couple of. There's a few colors that were made specifically for exteriors. So if somebody wants gray, like right now, it's all anybody wants is gray right now for their exterior. Okay. There's colors by Benjamin Moore that used to say EXT at the end of the name exterior. They were literally made for exteriors. They're no brainers. You can't go wrong. Okay. okay. So, so With- it's platinum gray. They've switched it now. They've moved them over to the historical, you know, mm-hmm. they, they moved them around, but it's platinum gray. Uh, let me think if I can see this section over here? These were made for exteriors. Okay. So here's the grays. Here's the really dark greens that people would use to put on their shutters. Here's the reds that you use for the front door. Mm-hmm. Okay. This whole, this is briarwood. If you want to tote, briarwood's the go-to, right? Uh, this is platinum gray. This is cliffside gray, the lighter one. And I've been using this one, the charcoal slate, which is really cool. It's a deep, deep gray. So, okay. So, this, which... so, so start here. How do and people you find, find those? One, how do people mm-hmm. find how do people find those particular it's at the if you get the they have three fan decks. So if you get the one that says collections that has the historical colors in it, it's they're all the way in the back. Okay. So well, it depends on how old the fan deck is. See, in mine, they say P, they're PM, which means pre-mixed. They're PM colors. Um, but the newer fans, they might not be in there. They might be integrated. That's why I'm telling you the actual names. Okay. okay. So platinum gray, charcoal slater, cliffside gray, start start there, okay? Then if you don't find what you want there, then go to the historical colors because the historical colors are are pretty, pretty fail safe for exteriors also.
0: Yeah, that's what I usually tell people too. I feel like they worked it out with those historical colors, you know?
1: Yes, yeah. And then they came out with the Williamsburg collection, which is similar, but I don't tend to use those colors, really, ever. Maybe bone black, which is a gray, another gray bone black I don't know if I know that one yeah it's a, it's just it's another it's another gray mm. but you know, the Williamsburg is its own separate fan deck it's not in it's not in the collections so maybe that's why if you don't have that that fan then that's why you wouldn't know it but that's a good gray too it's a it's a warm gray
0: what about black houses some people some architects I know are getting upset about people painting their houses black
1: I like it. I think it's dramatic. The only issue is, uh, you know, it's, it's hot. It soaks up the heat. Um, I I had a friend that had a black front door and the sun beat on it every day and it would chip and she had to repaint it every year. Mm. So she had to finally put a portico over her front door to try to block the, block the sun a little bit, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's always good to have some, some protection over your front door because a lot of the doors can't
1: really take that kind of heat you know, so yeah. in the water. Yeah. That's my only concern with a really dark color, but I think it's cool. So yeah. And when, when, when it comes to exteriors, I would have people bring me photos of their house, you know, and I would look at it and I started to realize people think if you have a short house, like a ranch or a Cape, they think, Oh, I'll paint my house white and it will look bigger. Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the picture of it, especially on a Cape you'll see the whole top half is roof and the whole bottom half is the siding right and I learned that if you would blend the color of the house with the roof now you have a whole big rectangular shaped house that makes right sense. I would I was always going for to me a two-story center hall colonial center hall colonial is sort of the perfect shaped house so if the house is low and short if you blend it with the roof now you have that Bigger rectangular shape, so that's why that darker gray, that charcoal slate, I use that on on capes hmm. that have a deeper gray, like an off black roof. And then, if you want, you know, and then when you've got white trim around the windows, you do a nice pop of color on the front door, what turquoise, yellow, whatever. Then, then you know, then it's fun. But yeah,
0: yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, okay. or if it's a lighter
1: gray roof, then I do the lighter gray house. But, yeah, I love
0: yeah. that. Yeah, that's I that's so that makes so much sense. It never had occurred to me.
1: Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I I it realized I realized it when I was looking at the photos. I'm like, hmm, wait a minute. I was that's probably just the artist in me looking at that. I'm like, how do we make that look more?
0: Yeah. Together? And especially with the fun colored doors. I mean, to me, that's pretty low effort to make that a fun bit. You know, yes. Painting yeah. the door different colors. Yeah.
1: I, I realized that I like to lead people to the front door, I like the front door to stand out. Mm -hmm. I usually go for something tone on tone, like with the shutters and everything, you know, but then do the pop on the front door. I always tell people, look, it's about $15 for a quart of paint takes a half hour to paint it. It's the easiest thing. Don't worry about the door, you know, have some fun with it. Now, if you get sick of it, you can repaint that easily. It's the big money is hiring the painter to paint the whole house.
0: Yeah, that is the big money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if somebody
0: needed help with their paint, choosing their paint colors, are there a lot of people like you who make house calls who will go to people's houses and check out? The-
1: uh, not that I know of. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you're from. Right. Where I live, there was sort of a big corporate buyout of a lot of the smaller mom and pops and a big company kind of bought out a lot of the dealers and they don't have people like me in their stores. Um, they don't think that it's worth it, uh, which is good for me because as an independent person, I can run around and work for everybody. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> And interior designers, they don't really like to just choose, choose paint colors. They're looking for, you know, the whole design client. Um, they'll do it, I guess. It, dep- it depends on how busy they are, I guess. Stagers, I think, are a good person to call um because a lot of stagers choose colors for people before they sell the house true um i've you know they 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 pretty much have their one or two colors that they like though and they just have everybody Mm -hmm. do the same color and i've seen i've gone into the homes and i'm like yeah that might have worked in 10 other houses but not this one you know but but they are you know but they i'm sure they probably have fandex and you know but i do virtual consults too
0: Oh, really? That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I did a video a few years ago of a house that it's this cute little tutor, and she didn't like it. She didn't like all the dark wood beams and everything. She wanted something different. So I reversed it and I did instead of the white stucco with the dark brown beams, I made the stucco darker, like a taupe, gray color. And then I did all the beams white, like hmm. or like an off white so it looked more like the inside of her house with the gray walls and the white trim right and she loved it and so i did this little video on my phone and popped it up on youtube and i get calls from people all over the country now that have tutors that want to do <laughs> because oh. a lot of people that buy tutors they just don't like that dark brown you know some people do some people like the whole classic look and other people just don't they just you know they want to give it a fresher look and a lot of the houses are not really tutors either I call them a wannabe tutor. Mm. You know, it's really just a colonial with a couple of beans on the front to sort of give it that look.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? Yep. So yeah, I've done uh, virtual consults uh, for, for people whatever Arizona, California, Florida. So
0: how do people get in touch with you if they're looking for a well, virtual w- consult? Well,
1: what they need to do is they have to get the Fandex. Okay. So, They have to go to their local paint store. And I'll do Sherwin-Williams also, but I know Benjamin Moore inside and out because that's the store that I work for. But um, I tell them they have to go out and either borrow them or buy them from their paint store or they could borrow it from the painter, but they have to have the Fandex, And then we just FaceTime and I'll just tell them, turn to Cedar Key, 983, you know, whatever, and hold that up. And let's look at that. And a lot of tutors have brown windows, you know, so I'm like, let's look at this next to your windows and let's see how that looks. And like, you know, and then when we talk about it, and we talk back and forth and like, oh, it looks a little pink. I don't know. I'm like, OK, then let's try this. Mm. Um, and last year with COVID, we had to do that as well, too. I did, you know, I did virtual consults like that and they just pay me with email. Right, you know, the good thing about that is that people got used to doing stuff like this
0: virtually, and now yeah. they will continue. So that's really yeah. a great way to reach people around the
1: world, I guess. Yeah, and that's when I got the idea to write the book too. Because when people are calling me from California and they say, "There's nobody like you out here, and I need help. I need someone to choose my paint colors," I realize I'm like, well, write a book that that tells people how to do it so they can do it on their own. I can I can't multiply myself, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's only one of me, but. So, when is your book coming out? I'm hoping it's going to come out in the next couple months. It's almost done. It's almost there. It's just been on hold because I released my children's book series in April and I've been focusing on that. And uh, so, So. just haven't been able to finish it, but hopefully it'll be out. It'll be nice. Nice Christmas gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'll be really great. Mm -hmm. So, you want to tell me a little about your children's book
1: line? Because it seems kind of. My children's book series, it's called Robbie's World and His Spectrum of Adventures. And it's about a little penguin with autism. And it's based on my son, Robbie. He had severe autism. And um, it just tells little stories about him when he was a little boy. And each chapter, it'll be funny stories, but you're learning something about autism um, Mm -hmm. without really realizing it, right? So, for instance, in the second story... I was the brownie leader and I had twin girls and then Robbie was little and I was teaching the brownies. And while we were doing that, he disappeared and he took off. And when I ran outside, I found him, he found the brook and he was splashing in the brook. At the end of every chapter, I have what's called a mom's minute. And I explain to the adults because usually parents read to the kids or teachers read Right. And so in the mom's minute, I'll explain that kids typically run away a lot that have autism. It's called eloping. And a lot of times they're looking for the water. My son would, was always running for the brook or the pool, the neighbor's pools, whatever. Mm. Um, and so I tell them it's really important for them to learn how to swim at an early age, you know, to avoid drowning and, um, you know, things like that. So yeah. the potential of it, which I didn't realize, I was just writing stories about my son, but I, I did all the illustrations. There's 12 stories. Hmm. 340 illustrations kept me all busy through my whole lockdown. I realized that it is for parents that have newly diagnosed kids because they all keep asking the same questions. I've joined these Facebook pages and autism and they all ask almost the same questions every day. Hey, my kid doesn't sleep. Hey, my kid's a picky eater. Hey, my kid does this. My kid does that. I'm like, it's all in the book. All they have to do is read the books and they'll get all their answers. Um, And then they can also share it with siblings, grandparents, caregivers, and it kind of teaches everybody what, you know, what autism is like. And then it's also good for teachers to read to the class because there's a lot of inclusion class. I'm hoping that kids will fall in love with Robbie the Penguin. And then when they see a a student who's maybe stimming or having a meltdown, instead of saying, oh, why is he so weird? They'll say, oh, okay, I get it. He's just
0: like Robbie the Penguin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's great. I mean, that's beautiful. And it is an actually physically beautiful book. I just got a glimpse of Mm -hmm. one of your illustrations. So, you know, I'm happy to hear that you have written that and can help a lot of people that way.
1: And you you have a podcast as well. It's called Spectrum Perspectives. This is on autism and I interview parents that have autistic kids. Uh, for the first three weeks and then the fourth week of the month, I interview professionals. So it would be doctors, therapists, attorneys, whatever. So um, I've done so many ahead of time that I was able to categorize them, you know. So so I kind of get similar interviews and then, then we'll talk to a professional at the end. So
0: Spectrum perspectives. Okay. So yes. Yes. I guess it would yeah. be hard to have a podcast about paint, really, because you know, it's a visual thing. I,
1: yeah, I thought about it. I thought I'm like, yeah. And being, and how much can I talk about paint? You know, I mean, to, to keep <laughs> going with the podcast, you know, right. or it could be about interior design, I guess, but I'm laser focused on paint.
0: Right. So,
1: and a lot of my clients, since they were getting ready to sell their house, it's just sort of, it's a whole different conversation I have with them. And it's more about, you know, I do what I call pre, pre staging appointments where, I like to work with them a couple of months before it goes on the market. And I'll tell them this wallpaper has to go, what furniture pieces to get rid of, put in storage, whatever, and how, you know, how to neutralize the walls um, and get it ready to put on the market. So a lot of times, a lot of my paint clients like to work with me as an interior designer because they've already, I've already built their trust, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always tell them I'm just more of a stager.
0: Hmm. And that's at uh, thepaintdivanj.com. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And they can follow me on Instagram or on Facebook as The Paint Diva. I learned a lot about paint today. Good. i going to go figure out what to paint in my hallway. I might have to get your book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till your book comes out and I'll, I'll figure it out after that. Well, thanks so much. I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah. welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Cindy for joining me and thank you for listening. I decided to put all of the links to my social media in my show notes. So just look there. Go to my website, TalkingHomeRenovations.com, for transcripts and episode enhancements. Also, in the show notes is the link for my newsletter. So sign up for that and you'll get a little bit of news every Wednesday, plus the episode enhancement sent directly to your inbox. Are you on the Clubhouse app? As I mentioned at the beginning, I am trying to build a community over there. So if you want to join me, 10 a.m., eastern on saturday mornings my talking home renovation club it's a home renovation room and we discuss things like how to get rid of your architect in the middle of a project if you don't like him or her if you're on clubhouse come join me at my talking home renovations club and we can chat every saturday morning at 10 a.m eastern if you like this show could you leave a rating and a review and subscribe i know i'm asking a lot and here's one more thing if you could send it off to a few friends who would like this episode or this podcast that would really help for me to get the word out talking home renovations with a house maven is a member of gable media it's most engaged aec multimedia network on the planet check out the other podcasts and video channels that are a part of that network at gablemedia.com that's g-a-b-l-m-e-d-i-a.com if you'd like a little bit of design advice and you're in massachusetts check out my ask an architect design helpline that's uh, linked to in the show notes. And this podcast is produced, as always, by my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. So until next time, take care.